We decide the culture that we have at Eastlake. We, we make that decision here, and we've always uh, wanted it to be a place where anybody could come, regardless of your background, your church experience, what you believe, and, and feel comfortable and find your way to uh, maybe follow God for the first time, find God or follow God. Now, we're in this series called Life Plus, and I don't know if you're like this, I'm like this. This is the time of year that I make my I need to be better list. Every time in January, I sit down and I, I look at my life and I decide, hey, these are all the areas that in my life I want to be better than I am right now. And I've noticed it's always the same stuff. You know, I want to I get in better shape. I want to get a better handle on my finances. Uh, I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better friend. You know, I just like, these are the areas, what have you already decided? Maybe in your life this year, you've already decided, these are the things that this year, I'm going to be better. And, and you know, I, I'm kind of like this. At first, it's, it's sort of exciting, like when the year starts out, because you have a nice, clean slate, and it's kind of exciting. It's like, wow, you know, this feels good, and these are the things that are going to happen. And, you know, as I list them all down, it's almost like I can, like I can feel it. Like, man, this is what's going to happen for me. It's kind of like um, blessing and burden. Because like the blessing, you know, uh, when something is sweet and bitter, it's like, wow, this is going to be great. And then the burden is when I start to feel like, well, this is going to be a lot of work. <laughs> you know? and, and here's the one that happens for me. This is all the stuff I tried to do last year. And that didn't like, work out so great. And then so then the burden starts to happen. And this year, I have decided that when it comes to better, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to try something different this year. And it's the big idea this weekend, if you'll grab your note sheet. Here's the big idea. This is what I'm going to try this year, and it's one, something we can all try. Focus on being closer, not better. No resolutions for me this year. No focusing on better. I'm going to focus on being closer to God this year. And here's why. Let me read it to you. After all, the law could not make anyone or anything perfect. But now we have a far better hope. For Christ makes us acceptable to God. And now we may draw near to him. So here's what he's trying to say. Uh, all the religious laws, all the rules, all the New Year's resolutions, they're not going to actually help you be better. But if I'm closer to God, I'll get better. Someone talked to Jesus about it, and here's how he sort of uh, framed it. It says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The only way to the Father is through me. And at first you read this, it kind of seems exclusive, but Jesus is really trying to be inclusive. Here's what he's saying. I'm willing to help anyone and everyone, regardless of your race, regardless of your background, regardless of what you believe, regardless of your gender. Jesus is saying, I'm willing to help everyone be close to God. And when you are close to God, you find out it can be a lot better. Now there's a problem, and let, let me read it to you. This is how one person framed it. 
So don't be like a horse or a donkey. They don't understand. They must be led with bits and reins, or they will not come near you. So there's the tension point right there. It's like, you know, it's not the most flattering comparison. You know, it's like we, we can tend to wander off or have to be forced. And, you know, if I want to be physically close to something, you know, if I want to walk over and get closer to this table, I want to be physically closer, I have to do something physical to get closer. But if I want to be closer relationally, then I have to do something relational. And that's in all relationships, and that's what we're going to talk about today. First thing on your note sheet, write in the word read, specifically talking about the Bible. Today being super, super practical, how is it that I focus on being closer to Jesus? Because when I get closer to Jesus, he shows me how to have something better. So it's a refocus. The first one is read the Bible. This last week I was watching a, um, a guy do some stand-up, a comic, and um, he was pretty clever on how he was doing some Bible bashing. He had a, one of our free Bibles right here, doing some Bible bashing. And uh, he's pretty clever on how he did it. He uh, framed it with this um, social issue that everybody has a lot of different opinions on. And he framed it in this social issue. And um, he said, and it was kind of vulgar, he said, you know, if you've got a problem with what those people are doing, and, you know, it, it's like really... Um, you know, offensive to you, or you can't stand that, or you could never see yourself doing that. He said, you know, we could have a conversation about that. I mean, if this just like totally turns you off, it's like we can have a conversation about that. You have a leg to stand on about that. But if you're going to come and talk to me because you've read something out of a book, it's like, how stupid is that? And it was interesting in this audience that was there, and I understand they were like people that came to see him, so they kind of knew where he was coming from. But it was interesting. They didn't laugh, but the whole place just like broke into applause. As soon as he said, like, if you're going to do something because it's written in a book, how stupid is that? I mean, this place just, poof, applause happened. And I thought, wow, that's crazy. Um, how much credibility the Bible has lost? I mean, the idea that, you know, this book would be helpful or that could guide us or that it would be useful at all. I mean, just like, it's like slid so far off the margin. And um, it seems like that it's in the religious sense. There was a movie that came out a couple years ago and it was called Arrival. And um, let me read you a little bit about it. Linguistics professor Louise Banks leads an elite team of investigators when gigantic spaceships touch down in 12 locations around the world. As nations teeter on the verge of global war, Banks and her crew must race against time to find a way to communicate with the visitors. Now in this video clip, I want to show you the professor is showing an army general how this communication happens. So here's the scene. You got these big spaceships come. Nobody knows what they're about. Are they good? Are they bad? And they figure out, we got to figure out a way to communicate them. So they bring in an expert of people in communications. And this is her trying to explain to the army general how difficult this is. So uh, check this out. You have a vocabulary list for me? I do. You're going to teach them your name and Ian's. Yeah, so that we can learn their names if they have names and then introduce pronouns later. These are all grade school words. Eat, walk. Help me understand. Okay. 
Oh, no, 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 not the top. Okay, this is where you want to get to, right? That is the question. Okay. So, first, we need to make sure that they understand what a question is. Okay, the nature of a request for information along with the response. Then, we need to clarify the difference between a specific you and a collective you. Because mm, we don't want to know why Joe Alien is here. We want to know why they all landed. And purpose requires an understanding of intent. We need to find out, do they make conscious choices or is their motivation so instinctive that they don't understand a why question at all? And, and biggest of all, we need to have enough vocabulary with them that we understand their answer. I get it. Stick to your list. Just don't add anything to it. Yeah, there's the, uh, there's the movie right there. Uh, maybe a lot of you saw that. And then, um, this is kind of freaky, but does those visitors from outer space, and they're trying to communicate with this professor right here, they kind of write there. She's trying to get back to them. Of course, big difference in alphabet and how they're doing it. Then they finally come up, they're starting to come up with some ideas on how they communicate. This is a movie, of course, it's all make-believe, but you know, it's kind of interesting. And then finally, she writes a book, and freeze that frame for a second. Finally, she writes a book. She writes a book that has language in it and ideas and how we communicate and what the bridge is going to be. And I'm thinking back to the comedy guy, the stand-up guy, and I'm thinking, you know, probably nobody that saw this movie thought that was stupid. They're thinking, well, of course, man. I mean, some people arrive from outer space. I mean, you're going to need to communicate with them. You've got to figure it out. I mean, most people would think that having a book would be super helpful. But when this gets framed in a religious sense, off the table it goes. It ends up being stupid. But here's the problem, and let me read something to you, what Jesus said about the book. This is in your note sheet, under read. Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets and explained to them the things about himself throughout the whole Bible. So he didn't think it was stupid. He thought the Bible was super helpful. It's a, it's a great place to find out about God and bridge God. And, and, and I understand that part of the pushback for people is like, somebody's going to use this book to control me or hurt me. They're, they're going to lay some heavy thing on me. And if that's happened to you, I'm sorry. You know, somebody wronged you. But don't, don't be pressured by culture. Just be logical about it. Like if God would give us a book to communicate with him and be with him, just keep it right there. It doesn't have to be about religion or church or anything. Remember, this is about being closer. Closer. And these are free, by the way. So some practical suggestions if you don't have a Bible, <laughs> you know, you can grab a free Bible today. When you leave today, we have all the, uh, the drinks and juices and, you know, uh, we have the Red Bulls and all that stuff, but we're going to have a whole table of Bibles today. So you can grab a Bible and start to read it. Uh, we also have these cool little things. It's called the Bible Snapshot. And what these are is just a simple way that we produce to get going. It just has a little bit of the Bible in it. 
Also, there's an app you can get, the Bible in one year. You're going to be really big, read the Bible in one year. You can get it on your phone. You can just throw that on your phone. It's all free. Here's a couple of suggestions. Number one, just start with a little something. This year I've decided there's a part of the Bible that I want to read again that I haven't like read all the way through for a while. And so I thought about it and I, I realized if I read one chapter a day, one chapter a day, I'll read that whole section this year. Just one chapter a day and I timed it. It takes me 10 minutes. And so just like start with something like that. Number two, I've got a partner to do it this year. I asked somebody, and I said, hey, do you want to read this with me? And we're just going to read one, one chapter a day together. We can text each other. We can talk about it. We can kind of say what we thought. And that's how we're going to read the Bible together. Now, now listen, don't let the culture of our day cause you to miss out on a way to be close with God. Decide for yourself. The Bible. Read the Bible. Okay? Number two, uh, write in your notes, Pray. The Lord is close to everyone who prays to him, to all who truly pray to him. Someone said, if you can worry, you can pray. <laughs> and it, it, here's the point in that, is that uh, it's not that hard to worry. Like, it doesn't take a lot of energy to worry. It's not difficult to worry. So if you're a good worrier, then you could be a good prayer. Because what worry is, is just all the stuff that's bothering us and the things that we're thinking about that we don't know what's going to happen. And, and if we can make the exchange, and instead of worrying about them by ourselves, and that's what worry does to me, it isolates me, I'm all by myself. If we can, instead of worrying by ourselves, take that same content and, and pray it to God. How I've done that, and this is a little tip on praying, is I have a, a similar drive that I almost do every day. It takes about 15 minutes, and it used to be my worry time. I mean, every day I take that drive, and I worry about what's going to happen. Is there going to be enough? And I worry about the church, and just lots of stuff I was worrying about. And I decided that I was going to do that, like take that exact same drive, but instead of worrying, I was going to pray about that stuff. Here's the point. Here's where to begin with praying. Start with whatever's bothering you. And talk to God about that. He's a great listener. And don't worry about saying great prayers or eloquent prayers or if the stuff you're praying about is important enough. Like, like here's an example. Let me read you something. A little boy was overheard praying, Lord, if you can't make me a better boy, don't worry about it. I'm having a great time like I am. <laughs> Don't worry about the content. When I was just getting started as a pastor and um, ended up, you know, up here, and like when you're up here, a lot of times after church, like people come and talk to you or they want you to pray about something. And, and one time a, um, a young girl came up after church and asked me if I'd, I'd pray about something. And I didn't really know her very well, but I knew like a lot of people. She was coming to church for the very first time, and she was... Um, you know, sort of just exploring, can I have a relationship with God? I don't even know that she'd crossed over that line yet, but I'd saw her sort of regular in the services, and all of a sudden on a Sunday she comes up and asks me, you know, would you be willing to pray for something? And I said, yeah, I, I would. And I said, what would you like me to pray for? And she said, would you pray for my bird? And I was like, wow, okay. I mean, like, I'm an animal person. I mean, I, I get that animals and pets are super important. I said, yeah, how do you want me to pray? And she said, well, uh, what happened was, uh, I'm an artist, 
and I paint with oil paints, and I had oil all over my palette in the place where I paint in my apartment. I had my easel up, and I left my palette out, and my bird flew all around the house, and he got over on my palette, and the paint got all up in the bird, and the paint got into it, and it's poisonous, and my bird died. And I want to know if you'll pray for my bird. Now I'm thinking, this is awkward. I was like, you know, I've been... Uh, you know, I've been through, you know, training on how to pray for people, and I'm just starting out pastoring. I'm thinking, oh, man, is it okay to pray for a dead bird? You know, am I going to get in trouble for praying for a dead bird? She, I want to know if my bird went to heaven or not. It's like, girl, I don't know. Are there good birds or bad birds? I mean, I don't know about birds, you know. And, she, and I just saw her face, and I think, okay. You know, so I, I didn't do super, super great in it, but I, I, I struggled through it the best I could, and, and I prayed for her, and I, and I did the very, very best I could. And it was later, as I was reflecting on it, that God said to me, it was never about the content. It was about the closeness. And that's what prayer's about. You can pray about whatever you want, whatever's bothering Prayer is a way that I get close to God. I was wondering about that girl. I, I hadn't, gosh, seen her in forever. I didn't want to be a stalker, but I was thinking about her, and I, I remember she had friended me a long time ago. So I, I was like, Facebooked her this last week, and like a crazy question. I just thought I'd put it out there. I said, hey, are you, are you still following Jesus? I mean, you know, I just put it out there. You know, I was just wondering about her. And she Facebooked me back, and she said, stronger than ever. I've had the strongest walk the last 10 years. In fact, I'm now going through the process and I'll soon be a Christian counselor. And I was like, dang. It's not about content. Prayer is about closeness. And if anybody ever taught you that it was, or somehow you saw somebody read these elegant prayers and you thought, I could never do that, let the Holy Spirit wash it away because it's not true. Do you know that praying for that girl's dead bird was one of the most important ministry moments for me ever? Because something changed where I realized God wants to be in all this stuff. So just pray for whatever's bothering you. Number three is worship. Talking about being close to God instead of trying to be better. Number three is worship. As you serve him, be glad and worship him. Sing your way into his presence with joy. Now, worship is the one form of love that's only reserved for God. So you can love your husband or your girls or you can love your parents or your animals you can love your friends, your parents uh, that you used to have struggles with and now you don't. You love them so much now and all that's fantastic. But we don't worship anyone. We only worship God. The only time we get to experience that kind of love in a healthy way is when it's towards God. That's why every Sunday when we come here we start with worship. 
What it's saying in this, the writer is saying, he's saying, sometimes I don't feel so close to God. I mean, I know I'm in his presence, but I don't feel like he's in his presence. So I sing my way into his presence. I can't tell you how many times I've known I was in God's presence, but I just didn't feel like it. And I don't like to admit that, but it's true. It's like I just feel like my heart is wood or stone. I can't find him, and I don't know what he's saying. And it's like, is all of this stuff, like, happening? Like, where are you? And that's when a lot of times I'll just, I get my phone out, or I'll open up my computer, and I go to YouTube, and I have my go-to songs, and I sing my way into his presence. Every Sunday when we come in here, that's the whole reason we start with worship. And it's worship, not just singing. All the hours that these guys put in, all the practice they do on their instruments, all the praying they do to get the song rights, there's sound people and people that put the words up there, and everything that goes into our time where we get to worship, all the years and years and years of their hearts being changed so they can lead worship because it's not a performance. Those are great to go to concerts and hear people sing, and those are awesome, those are fun. But when you go there, you're like, wow, those people up there are great. That's performance, that's neat, but that's not worship. Worship is the place where you get where you're giving and we're all singing, you're like, wow, guess what? He's great. That's worship. And singing I'm talking about specifically, and please hear this, like focus up with me. Worship can be done in lots of different ways, and I'm starting with singing because I know some of you have a resistance to singing. Oh, my voice sucks, or I'm going to look stupid, or I'm not going to sing, or whatever it is. And you're missing out on an opportunity to sing yourself into the presence of God every single Sunday. If you come in, you're like, la da 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 can't wait to get to hear the great preacher. I'm just kidding. But I mean, you're just like, you know, you're just like, you're not singing. You're not singing. You're not even trying to sing. You're not even trying in the chorus time. You do that on the radio in your car. To like, you know, some rap tune, even though you're white. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like worship is when you come into here and you realize that everybody's like, like prepared and ready and they are worshiping with you to give you an opportunity to sing your way into God's presence. To sing. To sing, your, to sing and worship and make certain that you can feel the presence of God. Singing. So I want to just like put the challenge out there. Now we put some practical stuff up on a screen. Take a look at it. These are uh, some suggestions. And I want to give you a second to write some stuff down. Um, these are all different people that we listen to or songs that we sing here. The, the, just like put it in your note sheet, just write these down. These are just um, different artists and people that write songs that are Christians that if you want to start, like these are on Spotify, these are on YouTube, you can get these and listen to these and start to sing yourself into God's presence. Hear this now. If you're having trouble feeling God's presence in your life and you're not singing, then maybe that's on you. Start singing. 
Even start like here on Sunday, next Sunday when you come. Just try to sing a little bit and worship. Okay, number four, witness. But I'll keep coming closer and closer to you. I'll keep telling the world of your awesome works, my faithful and glorious God. Finishing up, uh, I haven't seen uh, the new Star Wars yet. Uh, if you've seen the new Star Wars, be proud. Raise your hand high. You've seen the new Star Wars. There they are right there. There's the Star Wars people. Good for you. I hope to see it soon. Uh, so here's the idea of witnessing. Here's why I like the word. I haven't seen the new Star Wars movie, so I can't talk about it. I mean, I can't say anything about Star Wars. I can't tell you anything about Star Wars. I can't say anything about the story that they wrote, the actors. I don't have anything to say about Star Wars because I haven't seen the movie. So I can't witness to it. Now, all you that rose your hands today, you put your hands in the air, you can. And listen, that's all a witness is. All a witness does is they just tell what they've seen and what they've experienced. It's not our job with our friends and family to prove God's existence. We're not salespeople. <laughs> Christianity is not some big, huge, multi-level scheme. It's a witnessing program where we just tell people what's going on in our lives, what we've seen and experienced. It's one of my goals this year because I've noticed something. Whenever I see the Star Wars people gathered around talking about the movie, it almost feels like they're at the movie again. And I think when you're talking about your relationship with Jesus, at least I know it is for me, I feel closer. Now tip on it, just be yourself. I'm totally convinced that God has arranged all of our lives in a way and put the people in our lives in a way that exactly who he's created us to be is perfect for them. Our experiences, the way we would say it, how we get God and the things that we've gone through is the perfect gift for them. And when I try to be somebody else, I ruin it. Now here's the bottom line. Write this in your notes. Jesus is alive. So act like it. Jesus had a super close friend. His name was Peter. And he knew Jesus as a man. He walked with him and, and spent time with him. And, and like the time when Jesus was a man, uh, late 20s, early 30s, Peter was with him all the time. And then Jesus went to the cross and then the resurrection. And Peter had a relationship with Jesus just like we do. And now it's spiritual. Peter knew Jesus physically, he's with him all the time, and then he knew him just like we do, spiritually, where you don't get to see Jesus. And here's something that he wrote down and said, it's in the Bible. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God has great mercy, and because of his mercy, he gave us a new life. This new life brings us a living hope through Jesus Christ's resurrection from the death. Now here's what we're saying today. Here's what we're saying. I'm going to try something different. I'm going to invite you to try something different this year. Drop the New Year's resolutions. Don't even try to be better. Don't even focus on being better. I know it's tempting. Focus on being closer. And it's someone that's alive. Peter, the eyewitness, said, you can have a close relation. You can be with him. 
Focus on closeness. 